Welcome to the Kim Doyle Show, where I believe business should be fun. Creating, marketing, and mastering your craft is as much about the day-to-day as it is about the big wins and even the epic fails. In this podcast, we're going to talk about all things content marketing, digital marketing, a little bit of mindset, and how to just show up by creating an online business and income that fits your lifestyle. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. And I guess for Trey's audience, you guys, hello, nice to meet you. I am Kim Doyle. Um, So this is really fun. I reached out to Trey just yesterday. I've wanted to talk to him again for a while. Trey and I go, it's kind of way back. I guess in internet years, like six years is like a long time, right? It's a long, it's a good time. It's through, we, we met through a mentorship. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. And it was just fun from the time I met you. Um, and, you know, it's been amazing to watch your growth. But um, for my audience who doesn't know you, Trey Llewellyn, uh, could you just do your bio, your little who you are, what you do? Oh, man. Oh, let's see. A bio. Put you on the spot. <laughs> Yeah, basically, you know, uh, what we do, you know, my, my superpower is importing products from China and sourcing them and then selling them through e-commerce and having a CPA high enough, a cost per acquisition high enough that we can give the offer to affiliates and then have uh, affiliates push our offers to like CNN, Yahoo News, MSNBC and, uh, and so on. So that's kind of like our little superpower. Okay, but and you started. I'm not gonna. I will link to the first interview I did with Trey, which gives his whole backstory of starting with selling T-shirts and growing Facebook pages, and your yeah. business is is going growing quite a bit there. So, um, okay, I really wanted to talk to you today specifically about traffic and lead gen, and I wanted to start with you know I had actually talked to I don't know Tony sometime last year, and we were talking about using email and stuff, and you're doing a lot of lead gen and traffic. Yep. Outside of Facebook ads. So first yes. of all, what happened to your Facebook account? When? Adwise. <laughs> <laughs> which one? Which time, which one, uh, and when? Yeah. Basically, uh, man, we've, we've been bad. So we, we did guns, right? We did guns. We did, we did the naughty, the naughty, I call it the naughty niches. And mm-hmm. we, were in, we were in one of the naughty niches, which was, you know, guns, ammunition, uh, you know, things that hate political stuff. So yeah, we've been, we've been banned off Facebook multiple, multiple times. Like I don't have business managers anymore. Uh, my partner doesn't have business managers anymore. And so, you know, we have to, we have to rely on other traffic sources, which has made us more powerful because of that, uh, you know, monkey wrench that was thrown into the whole mix. Right. So we had to go out like to survive. You got like, you can't be like, Oh, woe is me. Facebook's gone. Now what? Like, do I go work at Starbucks? I don't know. You go out, you know, you go out and find, find things that that's going to make it, make it work. And that's kind of where affiliates happened for us is they got hundreds of thousands of Facebook accounts, right? Their superpower is Facebook accounts. Their superpower is dedicated emails. Their superpower is sending text messages. Their superpower is push notifications. Their superpower is direct mail or outbound phone calls. Like, so many other different traffic sources, native ads, display advertising, that I will never be able to master myself, but they have mastered themselves. And what's missing in the world of advertising is good offers. And I guess maybe that would be a better answer for your earlier question is what are you really good at? We're really good at making good offers, really, really great offers that convert to a public audience, that, high, that have high, high payouts for affiliates, and that they're able to scale and make a buck from along with us making a buck. And, and doing a win-win, you know, ventureship. Well, so let me ask you this though, because a lot of my audience is not physical products or not e-commerce. So is everything you're yeah. doing, could it be 
translated into info products and coaching and authors oh, in that yeah. space? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at look at the the financial stuff. Look at insurance uh, rates, you know, like, oh, you know, do you want a lower insurance rate? Click here. Do you want a gold offer? Click here. Do you want financial advice through stock, you know, um, accounts? Click here. So those are all digital. So just because, you know, I'm selling affiliate doesn't mean affiliates push digital. They, they actually love pushing digital. Um, you know, I think where the bigger question becomes is the size of the niche that they're able to advertise to, right? So you got like health, you have financial, uh, you have a couple of like love relationships, things like that. Those are like the top three. Uh, so if you, if your, you know, niche fits in one of those, it's really easy to, easy to pitch. Uh, but if it's like, um, you know, uh, Chicago t-shirt club, that's going to be hard, right? Cause it's, it's too narrow for an affiliate. Affiliate wants to do native advertising where he can go on CNN.com or Yahoo news or Fox news and advertise on the today show where it's like all of America. Right. And so that's kind of where affiliate marketing has its limits of is the, is your niche big enough for it to fill this plate of native advertising? Okay. So, so you, so Facebook got shut down. Tell me what you did though, when those accounts got, you know, taken away or whatever, because you also have, you know, you coach and you, and you do mentorship for people in e-commerce. So you've got kind of two sides, right? So you've got your e-commerce stuff that you run, and then you've got the, it's not info marketing, but let's just say kind of the internet marketing space and coaching and mentorship. So how, how did you step into the affiliate stuff? Like what made you go, all right, well, that's gone. Let's look for other traffic sources. All right. So that, that kind of goes back about seven years. So kind of going back to your last podcast, I believe we talked about the G700 offer and with the flashlight offer, uh, we had Facebook, Right, we did Facebook, but we we had a gun gun uh, gun page, so that all got shut down. I got stolen and all kinds of crazy stuff. But uh, you went through anyways, some crazy hijacked. crazy times. We got hijacked. Yeah, the FBI even yeah. showed up. It was nuts. And so we um, we didn't have Facebook anymore. So we used our email list, right, to kind of like try and keep up, but it wasn't big enough to hold out like our employees. Like we had fifty people in our call center. We had twenty five people at our fulfillment center. So we had a, a company base of seventy five people. And just trying to keep them alive. So we needed to, um, you know, keep the money coming in. So with that said, I called, who did I call? I called, oh, I was at, I was at an event and it was a survival life event at TNC, Traffic Conversion. And Perry Belcher was there. He's like, Perry Belcher, Trey Llewellyn, you need to meet uh, Brian Lettman. And I, you know, met Brian Lettman. He's sitting down. I was like, Brian, what do you do? He goes, I do what are called dedicated emails. And basically he has grown multi-million person lists inside specific niches. In this case, he, he had a Patriot niche uh, list. And I said, okay, cool. I want to buy it. I want to rent it. And I can rent one email. So he writes an email with my product in it and it sends it to his whole list, a million, two million, five million people. We did that. It worked so well that we ran him out of emails. He didn't have any more emails to send for us. <laughs> and I was like, all right, Brian, what's next? And he goes, I don't have anything else for you. That's all. We, 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 we did the whole thing. And that's when I called Russell up, Russell Brunson. I was like, Russell, I've gone out of Facebook. I've done emails with Littman and I'm out of traffic. He goes, you're not out of traffic. Here's what we did. We called up Uncle Bernardo at, this was W4 at the time, called up Uncle Bernardo. He's like, he'll help you out. So we called Uncle Bernardo up, which is a broker, a brokerage for affiliates. So he has like, you know, all these affiliates that push offers that he brings to them. And he creates that toll booth method where, you know, I don't know who the affiliate is. And they don't know who the offer is or who the, who the owner of the offer is. They know what the offer is, obviously. Yeah. And we launched. We launched. 
And it did great. It did millions and millions of dollars in sales, which was fantastic, right? And that really kind of was the, 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 the match of the spark that showed me the world of affiliates. And it showed me the, the, the availability of traffic that was available to us if you have the right offer for the right audience. And so that was kind of like the first time that I saw the power of affiliates and have been chasing that high ever since. So the dedicated emails and the brokers, and I mean, this is beyond like ad swaps. Like where does somebody go to find those sources? Uh, so for like, yeah, so it's really easy, actually. Um, there's a thing called Google. And when you go to Google, <laughs> you can, the Google. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it's right there. So yeah. you just put in niche, so like gardening, right? Gardening, <laughs> dedicated emails. Sometimes you just got to know what to type into Google. Uh, gardening, dedicated emails or mechanic, dedicated, whatever your niche is, baseball, dedicated emails. And you'll find there's tons of brokers out there that have these resources of emails. Now, I want to make sure that we're on the same page, though. A broker is different than you going to like nextmark.com and buying a list of that niche and then uploading them into your CRM and pressing set. Yeah, that is, right, right. don't do that. That's bad yeah. news bears, right? You will, you will be destroyed before you <laughs> click send. Right, they know. Goodbye to your email service provider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say sayonara, (laughs) like they're gone. And so, um, so use brokers, and what these brokers are doing is they have warmed up ISPs, they have warmed up the list, and you will pay them, uh, you know, money to to do a send. And usually, to give an idea of how much, like how much is a send, uh, usually it's about a dollar per click. So if they're like, all right, this for this email list is going to be five thousand dollars. For this email list, might be ten thousand dollars to do a send, one send. And you can uh, estimate about 5,000 clicks for five grand and 10,000 clicks for 10 grand. That's usually what it kind of comes out to be. Now, if you have a poor email and you have a poor subject line, you're not going to get that. You're not, you're not, not going to get good opens. You're not going to get good clicks. So you want to you test your emails a little bit with, uh, with your own email campaigns before going to a dedicated email and just being like being rookie moves, right? Like, yeah. oh, I don't know. Let's try it, right? Uh, hello, Kim. Like, is that a good subject line? I don't know. Yeah. We didn't test it. So test it and then use the dedicated emails to do those blasts. And, uh, and as long as you have your conversions in point in place that you can afford a dollar earnings per click, you should be good. Okay. So I want to back up a little bit. So obviously we need to start with the offer. So I know you teach a lot of this stuff, but how would you tell someone to determine whether or not their offer is viable? They've got the right audience, or maybe they need to tweak something within the offer. So just a few tips on deciding whether or not this is a good offer before you even start running with it. So are you saying uh, they haven't sent any traffic to it? Like they have zero conversions? Yeah, let's say someone's brand new. Yep. Brand new. Brand new. Well, I would say to them, welcome to selling physical products online, my friend, because (laughs) it's about to get great, right? Welcome to e-commerce. We're going to have a lot of fun together. Uh, That's probably the first thing I'd tell them. Second is, is I would say, you know, um, don't get married to a product because it'll destroy you and your life and realistically your savings account. Um, you know, I've seen it too many times that someone finds a widget that they think is the coolest widget in the world and no one else thinks it's as cool as them. And so they don't buy it, right? Bad news bears where that brings me to two approaches to internet marketing. You have a product first approach and you have a market first approach, a product first approach. Is what I just explained, it's where, you know, you, you, you got a product and you try and go sell it, right? You've not done any research at all. And it will most likely fail. It's usually about a 10% success rate on a product first approach, or you do a market first approach 
and you go out to the market to who you're going to sell to, like if it's going to be gardeners or if it's going to be mechanics or if it's going to be uh, truck drivers or whoever, you know, gun owners, you go to Facebook groups, you go to, um, you know, the, the, the little event spaces they got, the meetup groups and all that stuff. And you go to them, hey, I got this really cool product. I'm thinking about selling. What do you guys think of it? And they're like, oh, that thing's junk. Or they're like, holy smokes, where do I buy that? Right. It's two different, two different kinds of scenarios. The marker first approach is going to give you a very high success rate, around 90% success rate, because by asking the avatar or the, or the niche buyer, the consumer, if they're going to buy it and if they're willing to buy it and they say yes, you have a way better success rate of knowing, okay, this is, this is, this is a, a, a tangible product that I probably can sell to this marketplace because the feedback is good. They're going to tell you yes or no, right? And the real key is asking, would you buy this? Not, hey, do you think this is cool? Is this something you would right, own? Right. You know, like the, the secret question is, would you buy this? And if they say yes, make the transaction, right? <laughs> Don't be afraid to make the money. Cause that, that's when they're real, that, like people vote with their credit cards as you yep. know, my, my, my good mentor, uh, Jonathan Holden says, right. He's yeah. always like, people, people vote, vote with their credit cards. Well, let's, let's bring out the polls because I got a product. We bring your credit cards and let's see if you vote for this product or not. And that's mm-hmm. realistically what a, what a good offer does is, you know, the voting is high. Uh, versus no votes at all come in and, and you don't sell anything. So that's what we do is we do a market first approach. We build Facebook groups is, is the way we do it of, of a specific niche. And then inside that niche, we ask questions. You know, we show them a product and say, hey, would you buy this? Some of them say no, some don't answer at all. I think that's, I think that is their answer. By not answering, it is their answer. Yeah. And other one, other times we have, yes, where do I buy it? How much? Where's the link? Where do I go? I want this now. Give me two. Take my money. Like those are the comments we're looking for inside a Facebook group. And when we see that, we know, okay, we got a product. We can, we can take this to market. And that's just, that's kind of like our Petri dish. We test inside of the Petri dish. And then you can expone, expand that to the nation once the Petri dish uh, tells you like, yes, you got, you got the right product in place for this niche. And all the other, all the other people in that niche are going to love it too. It's just law of large numbers at that point. So would you take that same principle for the info marketing space, right? And if somebody oh, wants, yeah. yeah. So yes. it's the exact same thing. So I just, I want to make that really clear because again, most of my audience is, you know, they're not in the physical product space, but, yeah. and I also think there's a ton of opportunity to combine them, right? Oh, the yeah. info in physical products. So, so let's now we've, so if you've just determined you've got a good offer and people have said yes. And yep. again, I love that idea. You know, it's funny, Trey, as I was doing some stuff where I'm trying to test some emails, like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing a pilot program. Yeah. Ask me. And then I'm like, I'm not even going to build it all out until people say yes and pay. And then we'll build it together. Right. A mm-hmm. much easier process. So let's go back to that person. Who's like, okay, I'm, I'm new. I don't have a list. I don't, and obviously, I think most markets are viable unless you're going to pick something super, really, really random. You can find the market, right? So yeah. what do you tell the person who doesn't have a list and they're getting started? They need to find somebody with a list mm-hmm. or somebody or somebody or a group. Like Facebook groups are really easy to find right now, right? And what I like about Facebook groups is it shows you who the admin is. Yeah. So they can literally join a group in that niche, in that space, contact the admin and be like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, bringing a product to market, but I have no group. I have no list. Truth. The truth will always set you free. So I'm just always, you know, transparent. Like, I don't got a list. I don't got a group. I don't got nothing. But what I got is you. And I appreciate you right now. And I'm just curious is, um, do you mind if I put a post in the group asking them, you know, what product they might purchase? 
or, or are purchasing or if they purchase this product. And hey, if we get some great response, I would love to do some sort of joint venture with you and the group to where, you know, maybe we make some sales together and we split mm-hmm. it 50-50. I think if that's, is that fair? Does that sound fine to you? Is that something you would like to do? If they say no, all right, <laughs> we, we no longer friends. We on the next Facebook group to the next person that's going to befriend me, right? And yeah. so I've kind of moved through groups and find out who's that, you know, who's that cool person that admin. Because the one thing I probably would not do though is join a group and just automatically post without asking the admin because they're going to see you as competition, right? Or like, mm-hmm. you know, taking doing the wrong thing inside the group, a spam, right? Oh, look, look at these spammers. And um, and 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 the other thing is like, well, what if they steal my idea? If they were going to steal your idea, they would have already done so, right? They yeah. would already be selling in the group, which most, you know, that's the, that's, what's crazy is like people lose their mind when you think about it is this person has, has a massive group, but they have no idea how to monetize it. The same thing with Instagram followers, right? There is massive amounts of, of Instagram influencers out there with millions of people and they have no, and they're broke. They have no idea how to monetize their page. The only thing they know how to do is do a couple sponsored posts on their Instagram, which is extremely cheap, by the way, it's like $1 per CPM, $1 to get in front of a thousand people. Whereas like for Facebook, it's around $20 to get in front of a thousand people. Just give you guys an idea of of the value that's on Instagram right now, because they don't know how to monetize. They do not know how to monetize. And so they look for people, hopefully like the message gods, right? Like, please God, give me a message today of somebody that wants to do a paid promotion in my inbox and boop, oh, 300 bucks to reach a million people. It's insane. And so that's another place is Instagram. You know, you could, you could contact influencers. Hey, can we do a JV together? Is something, is this something you would want to post about or could ask your, your fans about? And if so, if they love it, I'll go to work. Like make me go do sweat equity. You already got the audience. Let me go do some sweat equity. I will go put the, put the stuff together, right? The, 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 whatever they're doing, the digital course, the pamphlet, the, whatever, the, whatever they're making. And then I'm going to come back to you with that. And let's do a JV where you get to see all the sales that come in. And we do a 50-50 rev share, right? 50-50 um, profit share, whatever it comes down to be. Or you can go to YouTube, who has a big YouTube following. They don't know how to monetize. The only way they know how to monetize is by YouTube paying them pennies per view. If you come and say, hey, can I, you know, can we do a digital course together? I'd love to do that with you, right? Can you ask your question? Can you ask this question to your audience? Put a video up, ask the questions. I don't care, take it down after 24 hours. We just need some feedback to know if this is going to be a viable resource for them to go out and purchase. And then once you have that, you have an idea of if your product is going to work or not. You know, what's interesting, Trey. So, and I don't know if you've seen this because I think there's another space to do this that is blowing up that I've gotten crazy obsessed with. You know, I just oh. get it like a dog of the bone is newsletters have become like the thing. And yeah. so, because the beauty of newsletters is, you know, it's like you get data and there's newsletter groups where you can do, you do a promo for me, I do it for you. And it's like, you can't beat that email data where it's like, yeah, I get a 32% open rate and a 5% click-through rate and all that. And there are newsletters in every niche and the beauty, like I'm just obsessed with them. I love creating them. And I, but, but I think people are missing that opportunity because again, you're getting in someone's inbox. I mean, did you see the newsletter, the hustle HubSpot, I think, or Salesforce, somebody just bought them for like over $20 million. Because they've got a great email database. You can set up referral programs. You can link your own products. I mean, it's a huge opportunity. And so, but I was thinking, so I do this like little newsletter mastermind. It's just a collaborative. And we were talking about, like, I think it's the guerrilla marketing that you're talking about. Like, people just need to go knock on doors, build relationships, right? I mean, it's crazy. I have a Facebook group with 8,000 people. 
And every single time someone private messages me and says, can I share this in the group? I'm like, do it or let's do a live stream. Mm-hmm. Everybody that posts without asking, I'm like, you're out. <laughs> Just delete them and delete the post. I'm like, all you got to do is ask. Like, Or I'll say, let me post it for you because I don't want to be oh. asked like a hundred times a day. And then there's more leverage there if I'm the one promoting someone's product. So um, so basically you're saying if someone has no list, find people with lists, build relationships and ask. That's the biggest thing. Nobody's asking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? My uh, A mentor of mine, Carl White, you know, he, he taught me that he goes, get in front of parades. That's all he said. Get in front of parades. Like someone, someone today is literally right now, as we speak, Kim, like we're having like a lot of fun on this podcast and they're working their ass off somewhere in an in office space, trying to put the 4th of July parade together right now. Like someone is literally working on the 4th of July parade and that's going to be hitting St. Louis. It's going to be in California, Costa Rica, Puerto Rico, wherever, right? There's a parade and there's somebody in office right now working on that while me and you are here having a great time talking on a podcast. They're building a parade of people in that in that vicinity, right? And all I got to do is I know when the parade is. I know where the parade is at. All I have to do is go market research, take a little table down there, boop, and I'm now I'm now in front of the parade. Here they come. Here comes all of these people. And I can grab a cooler or I can grab a little table with a little sign on it and ask people, right? Talk to people, get in front of people. Because one person that put sweat today got a parade that all I did was literally get in front of them. Like that's that's that I want to I want you guys visualizing that because that's exactly what you're doing on Facebook. Facebook has spent multi, probably billions now, but multi-millions yeah. of dollars putting people in a parade-like place. And all you have to do is set up a Facebook page, set up a Facebook group, and now, and say, hey, who's interested in gardening? Who's interested in mechanicals? Who's interested in, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, drinking soda, right? At the end of the day, those people are going to come fill in your group because the parade is already there, and now you're putting them in 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 a closed group, a community, if you will, that you can ask questions. You can, like, I always look at it as a Petri dish, Mm-hmm. Right. We're testing. We're testing in this Petri, this, this, this Facebook group. I'm looking at what works, what converts, what's optimized. What do they want? What do they hate? Just like a, a, a person in a lab, a scientist is doing when making Advil. Right. They're like, mm-hmm. all right, let's put a little Kimmel together. Let's let's see what it does to cells. And they see this little thing that happens when they put Advil to the cells. It's like, oh, wow, it does this. Well, now we can expand that to the world and it will do the same because the law of large numbers. So if I can prove it inside a Facebook group, I can prove it to the nation. Yeah, That's what I'm doing. I'm using these little micro groups to test. And then from there, I expand out. Well, you know what I dig about, Trace? You're very detached from the emotional side of stuff. Like, let's do it. And you have fun. You see what works. You don't personalize <laughs> it. Well, no. And I, and I mean that genuinely. I mean, I know you care about the people and you're, you know, that you mentor and stuff. I don't mean that, but it's like, you don't personalize that eh, didn't work and you move on, which I think is what happens because so many people that I know and like with Facebook groups and everything you're talking about, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like there's a ton of organic testing going on before you spend a penny on anything. Right. Yeah. So, yeah well, I, I, yeah, like that's that's the other thing. Like again, we're physical, right? So we have a little bit of advantage because someone's all someone's already created the product that we're probably going to sell, or the product yeah. is already for sale somewhere on eBay, AliExpress, Alibaba, DHgate, Made in China, Amazon. Like we can list them all: Walmart.com, Jet.com. It's somewhere. Target.com. We can go forever. Lowe's. So just <laughs> name, just to name a few, yeah. right? And a lot of people are like, oh. So I got this really cool product. My audience said they love bubblies. 
and bubbly bounce with bubbly caffeine. bounce. Ooh, with caffeine. <laughs> That's where it's at. So when I see, we know, I know the bubbly. So when you go out and you go to AliExpress and you're buying all these bubblies, you haven't even tested the product yet and you go to launch and it fails. Well, you, now you have sitting inventory and sitting inventory is bad inventory. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. So instead, what I do is I go to Amazon. So I build the funnel around a product, maybe some bubblies, and I, I, I push traffic to it. I maybe go to my group, which is free traffic, by the way, or my email list, also pretty free, or my text list, also pretty free because I've acquired them over time, mm-hmm. right? Or you go to an Instagram influencer who can send, it, send your offer out. But what yeah. I'm saying is I'm doing all this without spending any money. It's just time that's, that's really been spent because- when the first order comes through and I don't have any product, I literally go into amazon.com. Like I literally go to my computer. I take my credit card out of my wallet, my wallet. I put it on my laptop. I type in uh, their address, who bought it, my credit card, and I ship them the product that they bought from Amazon. Crazy, I know. It's wild to think that. But then they receive their product that they bought from me and they're like, oh, great. They don't care That's that it's in the Amazon box. No. They don't care. You know, no. can you name the product? Products that you've bought from Amazon over the last year, probably can name some, but not all of yeah. them, right? Totally, so totally. They're not, they're not worried about it, but I'm not out any money on inventory. Now that the funnel's working, now that the funnel's converting, then I go to importation, right? Then I'm starting to fly product over from China or boat it over from China. Like that's, that's the sequence of events that happen to make sure our risk is low. We do, you know, high impact, low risk. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk a little bit. Obviously with e-commerce is blowing up right and so how was how was last year for for you guys like i mean obviously e-commerce was phenomenal but what have you seen or did anything surprise you that um that's happening that you've been able to kind of take the ball and run with it so yeah we had we had two really really good offers that hit um it was our, it was our top our top two funnels which we had a lot of fun with uh but before i talk about those i'll talk about two other things one is we had covid right covid hit yeah. in march we're still kind of seeing the, you know, the little little thing of it kind of still hitting a little bit. But MasterCard and Visa came out and they said they had a 50% increase in online sales from, from online because people were sitting at home and bored, right? They're fixing up their home now. They're like, what do I do? I can't go out. So where do I order from? I got I get I figure out this thing called Amazon.com or I figure out how to work in Internet Explorer. You know, I'm, I'm sifting through Facebook and seeing seeing uh, seeing ads hit my newsfeed and buying from that versus because I can't get to Walmart. I can't get to Target. I can't go to the retail store. And so what a great way to, to increase the learning capability. Yeah. And. You know, I, I, uh, it was funny. My dad, my dad actually, my dad, my dad, you know, doesn't ever, ever like, um, look at the things that I used to say and then like come back and be like, Oh, I guess you're right. Drink. <laughs> so that doesn't happen very often. So when it does, it's really cool feeling. Uh, like four years ago, four or five years ago, right. We're talking 2000, what, 15, 16, like things are great. Markets excellent. Everything's increasing. And I would always tell him like, you know, I don't understand how these brick and mortar stores exist. I would point them, right? Like, let, look at this lady is selling antiques, antiques from like the 1900s. The parking lot's empty. How she stays in business, I have no idea. Or you got the next place, like, you know, uh, some other dude selling selling something, right? Like, I, you know, I, maybe suits, maybe shirts. Like you got Macy's or Dillard's. Like there's nobody in the parking lot. And look at that building. The amount of rent that they're paying for that place the amount of money that they're paying just for air conditioning and utilities, let alone uh, uh, customer service and their employees and the cleaning bill. 
how many shirts do that place have to sell before they're just hitting their nut, right? They're, they're, they're break even. Yeah. Like, I'm just like baffled. He's like, I don't know, son, but it seems to work because they're always there. I'm like, well, one day, one day they ain't going to be there. He's like, no, they're, they brick and mortar ain't going nowhere. And I was like, well, it's going somewhere, maybe mm-hmm. online. And that's kind of when Amazon started to kind of, you know, peak up and, and all these other things like Netflix, like where you can watch movies in your house. You don't have to go buy a DVD. You right. know, all the little things that are, that are happening right now, like look, TikTok, right? You got like little free news feeds that you can fly through or Instagram and communication channels that you don't have to leave your house. And during COVID, COVID was like the wake up call for him, my dad. And he yeah. would call me, he goes, you know, you were right. <laughs> they, these stores are, are doomed. Like, I don't know how they're going to survive the internet. The internet mm-hmm. is going to take over these storefronts. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. That's why we're doing a, a whole like, you know, episode, a docu-series of the death of brick and mortar. Like it sounds bad, you know, the death of brick and mortar, but that how these brick and mortars are, are, are struggling because they're not adapting to yep. the internet. And one thing I want to make sure that's clear is I'm not saying that death of, br- of the brick and mortars are going away. I think a lot of them are going to, I mean, look at the big retail chains like Toys R Us, oh. like Blockbuster, they gone. But yep. if they would have adapted to the internet, and to plug that in, bolt that onto their brick and mortar stores, yep. they would have survived. Hands down. They need, yeah, they could have made it experiential. They could have let the internet be their profit center and the stores kind of be the brand recognition or create experiences yep. where customers came in and engaged and learned or whatever. But yeah, they totally, yeah. so many retailers just went into it fighting or they just put up, here's our stuff, but they did not put the energy into it. Well, they, you know, COVID's not going to last for a month. COVID's going to be gone three months. COVID will be gone yep. by the summer. Oh, we can't pay our notes. Uh, they're knocking on a door. Foreclosure happens, right? Can't survive. The money's already mm-hmm. tight. Like Gold's Gym closed in 30 days. All, all St. Louis and maybe Missouri. Gold's Gym. Gold's Gym. Where people are like working out. Pay- That's how you felt. You saw real quick who was stringing along, right? Yeah. They looked yeah. great. They had a great front end banner. Like the brand was strong. Everybody's like having a great time. Smiles are flying around. And then like 30 days into COVID, they're like, we can't pay. We can't mm-hmm. pay our freaking mortgage this month. And like closed all of them down. It was like wild. And it just shows like how close people are to bankruptcy on, in the brick and mortar space and not having like a low, low over, like, like a low, um, low overhead on the internet space. Like that's the beauty behind internet space. Like I don't have, like what you see is a huge screen behind me, but mm-hmm. in front of me is like a 12, 1500 square foot facility. Nothing yeah. crazy. Right. Yeah. And we run a multi-million dollar company out of this, right? And we latch on to other companies to run our business. Like that's, that's, that, that's the future, you know, where people like you, you're like, hey, I'm, I'm moving to Costa Rica, right? I'm out of here. And you can, you can do what you need to do with a laptop and a cell phone and an internet connection. Yeah. Right. So we, and that's, that's, and I think that's what a lot of the big corporate companies are seeing right now, like AT&T, Sprint, like all those big guys, right? Yeah. Where they're like, Hey. Here's the thing. Look at all these people that are working from home through Zoom and through the internet where we sent them home with a laptop. We've been vacated for the last nine, 10 months and our productivity is the same. Yeah. Right. And better. our employees are happier. Employees are happier. We're not spending two hours driving to work every day. Boom. And maybe yeah. we can cut this cord to this $50,000 a month rent. And we're doing that in every single city. Let's cut it. Right. Yeah. And so now you got again, a big pushdown of the brick and mortar. A big change is happening. You know, people are going online. So yeah, there's there's a lot to talk about that, and it's a lot like it's an opportunity though. 
Like you can't, you can't like, that's a lot of scary stuff, right? We're talking about a lot of scary things. So you can't let that bother you. You just got to adapt. You got to change. You got to make moves to see the, the opportunity that's happening in front of you and take advantage of it, you know, by writing a course, doing, doing something that you love and know how to talk about and creating a book about it, creating a digital course about it, creating a training about it and going out and selling that. And you mentioned something earlier, Kim, that I want to make sure your listeners really understand. It's brilliant. It's genius is you go out, you test the market. And you see if they want to buy your program before you even make it, Mm -hmm. before you even created it. So many of us will go record the videos, right? We put our, we put our man, tons of time and sweat and blood and tears into this work. We spend years making it and go to launch it when come to find out nobody even wants it. Right. (laughs) Talk about it. Like, oh, like, don't ever do that again. Right. What did I do wrong? Well, you didn't ask. You should have asked the community, Hey, I'm going to make this really cool course teaching you guys how to be on Instagram. Would you buy it? Would right. you buy it? Uh, no. Okay, well, I'm not going to make that course. <laughs> right. Or, and the thing is, even with some of these groups or even with your following and people are like, yeah, yeah, they say so. But again, until yeah. they take out their credit card. So, and I've, I've kind of just pivoted a lot of my thought process because my intention is I'm moving to Costa Rica to work less and make more. I've just, that's my mantra, right? And I'm like, what is the easiest way to do this? I love email marketing. I love podcasting. Mm-hmm. I like showing up. I'm like, What's the best way to do this? And it's like, look, if somebody doesn't want to show up for a workshop, why on earth would I, if I can't sell a $97 workshop, I am not going to sell. I'm not going to go record an eight module course with 30 videos or something, you know? So it's, and I just think people get caught up in this. Well, what are the tools? I get so sideways with planning everything out and they have no list. They have no audience. They have no one to sell it to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what would be some ideas for combining physical with digital. Cause yeah, you also, so we, and let me ask you this. Sorry. Sorry. Cause Kim's going to ask you 12 questions and then I'm hoping you remember what I ask. but the other piece is me too. Yeah. Right. It's the way I talk in circles, but the other piece of this is membership. Cause I know you've done some continuity and I know you believe in that model too. So yeah. what, you know, let's just kind of have a conversation about continuity and combining physical and digital. Okay. Well, we, you and I've talked about this so many times about <laughs> physical, physical and digital, right? Mm-hmm. And I will say though that um, that a really good statistic is people will buy physical over digital ten times. Like some, you just want it, right? You like want something. Yes. You want something that's tangible. Like nobody wants an earphone. Like how fun is this? <laughs> like what what am I going to do with an earphone? Nothing. But when you have a real phone, a physical phone, it's a lot more fun, right? You can do a lot more things with it. Earphones, not so much. And so that's kind of like digital versus physical. Yeah. Right. So how, so, so do I want something of air? Do I want something physical? So how do you make it, how do you combine the two? Right. So if you think about it, this is all, everything's digital in here, right? I can't pull Mm -hmm. this out. I can't, I can't look at a soda can and pull it out of the phone. It doesn't happen, but the phone itself is physical. So me, you and I have talked about in the past where, you know, we can take a digital program or a PDF download or a book for say, and put it on a USB chip, Mm -hmm. right? A USB drive. And they are making so many cool USB drives now. Like, oh my God, so much, yeah. So much fun with it. Like there's ones that like have Mickey Mouse with it or like a book with it or like a unicorn or like whatever. Whatever you, you can imagine can be attached mm-hmm. to a USB drive, right? Yeah. That can go along with, um, you know, your, 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 your niche. Maybe you're like a spy agent, right? You're teaching people how to be spy agents and you have like a spy pin and actually it's like, you know, it claps off and it's a USB drive with like secret data or, you know, like it could be anything like a, like a, like a library of book knowledge, right? That's a bookcase and like pop it in. So there's like, there's so many cool things you can do, but you can put that digital 
uh, material on that USB drive and then sell it. Like what's interesting enough is people see a USB drive as more intrinsic value than just clicking and saying, oh, I'll take the 997 course, right? Right. But if I'm like, hey, I've only purchased uh, or, or you know, put on or whatever, a hundred of these, a hundred USB drives. And you can be one of those buyers. Like this will be forever knowledge that you have forever to keep, but I only got a hundred of them. Mm-hmm. It's not like I got unlimited amounts because it's a digital course. No, this is now physical. And so now I yeah. do have a limit that you have. So you can add scarcity to it, right? You can add urgency to it mm-hmm. uh, with the offer that is. And the gain of having the knowledge that that's coming in this USB drive that'll never be shared with ever again. And so then, boom, now they got a USB drive. I think another thing that uh, that's great to talk about is two things. One is, well, what about the people who just take the USB drive and copy it and like give it to their friends? Well, mm-hmm. it you do the same thing with a book, man. Like <laughs> totally. I, I buy a book, I read the book, and then I give it to somebody, mm-hmm. right? They're like, oh, you do? Like, yeah, share the wealth, my friend. That's gonna yeah. that same thing's gonna happen. They're gonna get the USB drive. And they're gonna, hey, you need to listen to this. This is awesome. Right? How many this people happens. have your Netflix login? It's human. It's human. My whole entire family. They love. They love to use Me my too. Netflix. Like yeah. we got everybody on the screen. I'm like I need to watch my own Netflix. So you know the other thing is is make sure when you're doing your offer funnel that you don't limit the the consumer to one USB drive. You know, too many times yeah. have I seen a, a a book like a book like a dude coming out with his free plus shipping offer. Right? He's like, hey. I got a book. It's free plus shipping. All you got to do is pay for the shipping. It's your book free, right? Those, those offers, or maybe just a general offer. Like, Hey, I'm selling my book for 1295 or 1995, grab it. And it's free shipping either way. The mistake I see over and over and over again on those funnels is they sell one book. They give the option to only sell one book. It blows my mind. I'm like, when I go to the store, I buy three books. I buy five books. I buy 10 books. I have the same thing because I know if it's that great of a book, I'm going to want to share it, right? I'm going to want to pass it along to my team members or to my family or to my group, whatever it is. Like don't limit your buyer or your consumer to your offer because they might want to buy. They have a reason in their mind that they want to buy more from you. So give them the option to all the worst case they can say is Kim, I only want one. You're like, right. then just right. have one. But the best thing they could say is I want 10, mm-hmm. right? I want 10 of your books. How do you, can you ship me 10? I think any author would be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> I can, I can ship you 10. Yeah. Like, let me just do that real quick for you. So that's one thing is when you're selling digital, you can turn it into a tangible uh, or, or physical product line and then, and then sell them more, sell them three of them, sell them five of them, sell them 10 of them, give them the option to buy, uh, you know, quantity wise of it. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's just a great way to upsell people on that front end offer. Well, and what I was thinking too, is so you'd sell something, but even if you're going to do an upsell and let's, talk information kind of digital product. So here's a course, I'm going to send you a USB and then maybe the upsell, you've got worksheets, print the worksheets and send them in the mail, right? And you yeah. can do this, you know, as an example, like when we were selling the content creators planner, we packed and shipped it until we got to the point where we're like, we can't manage this anymore. But until you find out what people want and don't want, you may as well get paid to test, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we talked we talked in, uh, in St. Louis when you came here where uh, you know, the difference was, Hey, do you want, do you want the digital version mm-hmm. or do you want the physical version mm-hmm. or do you want both? Mm-hmm. And both was the same yeah. price as the physical, right? So it was like $10, let's just say $10 for digital, $20 for physical or $20 for both. Well, yeah. everybody just all of a sudden wants both, right? It's the sandwich, yeah. the sandwich method, right? So I like, I like that method too, but I love your idea of printing them out. Like, you know, do, do, do you want, uh, do you want to print them out? Like digital wise, or would you like mm-hmm. us to send it in a nice binder 
You know, it's right. ready all clipped together to be there in seven days, right? Which one do you want? You can have both. You can have one or the other. Do you want the digital? I love that. That's great. Well, I mean, or I don't know, I mean, a poster or something that goes along with what you're doing. Sure. And, you know, I, I totally channeled you last Black Friday because I'm like, we are only bundling stuff for sale, mm. for sale. Nothing for Black Friday is going to be anything unless it's a bundle. And it killed it. We sold tons of bundles Love of the it. Trello, the physical, the digital, and the class or something. And I'm like, we did a one of everything. And I'm like, okay, okay. And so I'm just going to pick your brain for just a sec on the mindset piece here, Trey, because really, I mean, I talk to a lot of people in this space and everyone's, I, I'm kind of, I don't know, maybe it's the age I'm at in my life. I'm like, screw it, offer it. They don't like it. They can unsubscribe. Don't be a jerk about it, right? But people get afraid to sell or they're afraid to be smarmy about it. Or like where we're talking about this, like literally knocking on doors, sort of saying, yeah. hey, I've got this. Is this good for your audience? Can we collaborate? You know, so I kind of think this is just innately who you are, but my guess is you have students who it's not a comfort level to do some of that. So, oh, 100%. What do you tell them? Yeah. Well, first, I got to wring their neck. And then, second, <laughs> after I do that, I got to, you know, have a like one on one conversation with them. Cause we are like, as internet marketers, it's great, right? Because I'm sitting behind a laptop and nobody can get me, right? It's not like they can come through that laptop and get me. Like, I can shut the laptop off as easily as I can open it. Right. But if somebody walks through the door. Oh, now we got confrontation like that is that is the difference. And so I think a lot of us love it because we're introverts. You know, we're, we're an introverted person. It's like, man, I can just I can just be here. Right? I, can, I, can, I can just be here and do my thing. And that will limit you. That will definitely limit you because people still got to talk to people. You can't yeah. make money without people. Uh, that's how, you know, commerce works. You need, you need exchange. And so. My biggest thing, and in, 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 like I, I, I bounce this drum, I, I beat this drum all the time, is you got to talk to your consumer. You got to talk to your lead and you got to talk to your buyer. And that's picking up the phone and having a conversation with them. Because I'll tell you this, nobody else is. When's the <laughs> last time that you received a phone call from the CEO of a company? The CEO, by the way, CEO, yeah. not just a call center, CEO. Probably, I would say rare, if not never, right? No. I've asked that in a room of 100 to uh, yeah, probably a hundred um, people in a room and nobody raised their hand. And I'm like, okay, so let's just realize the power that that has. And so when you make a phone call to your consumer, a lead that, that just came in and didn't buy, right? You can call them and say, hey, this is Trey, CEO of the Kim Doyle company. And I was reaching out because I saw you're interested in our, in our, uh, you know, our, our, whatever, our planner information tutorial or YouTube channel or whatever it is. And notice you didn't grab it. And I was just curious, was there something confusing about the website? Did we not answer a question you were looking for? Was it the price? Listen, I'm here looking for your help. I'm not here to sell you. I'm the CEO. I got sales guys to sell you, right? <laughs> I'm the CEO. So I'm just curious on what's going on. And I tell you, you just sit back and listen, and they will tell you what's wrong with your website. And they'll tell you what's great about your website. And sometimes it's hard to hear, Right. Sometimes it's awesome to hear. I love it. I love it. I love when somebody beats the crap out of me because I know that they're right and I need to go make those changes because that same person is coming to my store tomorrow. And if I don't make those changes from this person, the person that comes tomorrow, which is a click, by the way, a click that comes, they're going to say the same thing. Oh, this website's junk, right? You got misspellings everywhere. You got things that are, that are orientated differently or you got the colors are all off or because you said this, because you didn't wear a mask in the, in the, in the store, I'm out. Yeah. Right? I'm out. Yeah. 
And that's that. And so it's like, all right, we got to go make these things. Like we just, we just did a video. Like, you know, I got my guys in the studio here. We just made a video that literally had a toaster. It was right here, a toaster. Okay. Like make toast, toast for a product we're launching. And the bread was right next to the toaster. And the first comment on Facebook was, I can't believe the guy left the bread near the toaster. Does he want to start a fire? And it's like, okay. They obviously are pained by bread being next to the toaster. So the next video we do, it's going to go toast, plate, bread, right? <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. little things like that. We went into, we did, a, we did a, um, a review channel, a hidden camera episode, and we went into Lowe's. And um, here in St. Louis, the mask mandate is like by far none, right? But in California, it's really strict. In New York, it's really strict. So somebody watching from California, somebody watching from New York, sees someone going into a store, like a big brick and mortar store without a mask. They're like, (gasps) like, holy smokes, how the hell did he get in there? Right. They're like guards outside our lows. That's what they're saying. They're like, comment. They're like, there's guards outside of our lows. How did you ever get through there without a mask on? It's it's amazing. They don't know. They haven't been here to St. Louis, right? Florida is like mask. What? What's that? So there's a difference. So we have to, Mm -hmm. we have to mold our videos. So we'll watch the comments come in. We watch the people, what they say, you know, we're listening. You have to listen, listen, Linda. And when you do, when you listen to Linda, you will notice what to go and change. And you go make changes to your videos. You go make changes to your pages. And all of a sudden you will, you will slowly see the optimization turn to where it's profitable, turn to where it's actually making you money. You know, like everybody says, you know, oh, Trey, you're so great at funnels. No, what I'm really good at is talking to people. I'm really good at listening to what people's concerns are, because at the end of the day, I will say like what I think should be said. I'll say like what I think they want to hear. I'll make phone calls and they'll be like, I wish it said this. I wish you would have told me this or I wish you would have brought out and and, and took a camera. Like that's where the lows came from. They're like, hey, can you go can you go to Lowe's and like compare the, the two different tools that you're using? to one that I get at Lowe's, the one that you're showing, because I mean, I know I can go down to Lowe's and grab it, but from you, I don't know who you are. I was like, sure, let's go do a video. And you know, we put that video up and the the conversions increased. So it's things like that, that we're doing, because at the end of the day, what happens is when you listen to your avatar and you go make those changes that your avatar asks you to change or the, the, the questions that they had, the avatar, this is the big thing. The avatar is now selling to the avatar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. They listened to me and I love this company and they're your best advocate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, you, so I'm using the avatar's words to sell to the avatar. So it's like you selling to yourself in the mirror. Who's the best salesperson to sell you? You, right. right? You're going to sell, you're going to sell you on yourself. I hope so Mm -hmm. anyways. And so that's, that's what we do. I just listen to what they say. I put their words in play on our sales page and now it's a mirror, right? They're, they're, they're literally, as they read, they're like, it's like, it's like, He's, I'm, it's like, I'm talking to myself right now. Like, this is amazing. That's what they say. They're like, well, I, I, I connected really well to it. It's because I've already had conversations with the same person and they just told me exactly what they wanted to hear and what they wanted to say. And that creates a really nice conversion through, through the flow of funnels. Well, and so the same thing could be applied and this is to the marketers who do info only or whatever, but that's kind of why I love doing stuff live is because you'll yeah. find out people will tell you their problems. They're going to ask you questions about where they're stuck. And then you use that language. It's kind of like, like evergreen webinars. Like I would love to run a webinar just for a year, just till you nail it and you dial it, you get the answers, you get the questions and then go and put it on evergreen or find out and use their exact language for the mm-hmm. copy piece of it, right? So, okay, so we're coming to the top of the hour. I want to respect your time. So in terms of 
we're going to back up. So lead gen, a lot of what I'm hearing you say is obviously find people with audiences. Biggest, number one, right? Mm, yep. So find people with audiences and then you have to knock on doors or pay essentially, right? The, I mean, anything else that you would tell people? I wanted one more question, sorry, is in terms, sorry, we're going to wrap up and respect your time, Trey, but wait, let me ask you one more question. So <laughs> in terms of channels, you were mentioning SMS. Are you guys doing more with SMS or Messenger in terms of that working with e-com? Yeah, uh, the best channels right now for us, SMS is number one. Email's mm-hmm. number two, push notifications are number three. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I was just curious. I still, I feel like they haven't quite hit like on a bigger scale and I just think they're great channels and I haven't pursued much of it, but- um, they're, they're fantastic channels. Like that's the one thing I love about e-commerce is we're mm-hmm. so ahead of the game uh, mm-hmm. that corporate is uh, in the past, like by like 10 years, right? They're like slacking. Like yeah. I was on a call with a buddy of mine who is a salesman for, um, uh, what's he sell? He sells stuff for the med- oh, medical equipment. He sells medical equipment. And he just got hired by this new company. And I was like, bro, I was like, did you get a database of people? He's like, yeah, I got a database. I said, what do you, what do they want you to do with that database? He goes, well, they want me to call them and email them. I said, let me, let me tell you, let me, let me let you little on a little secret here. I said, there are, there are, there are these systems out here, these tools that you can use that literally will email everybody with one click of a button. He's like, what? I was like, that's not the best part. The best part is there's another system, another tool you can use that you load all those people in a, in a, in a system, all their phone numbers, and you click a button and text them all. Same time, text them all, done. You don't have to sit there and text every single one. He goes, are you kidding me? I said, dude, it gets better. I said, have you ever heard about slide broadcast? He's like, what the hell is slide broadcast? I said, it's the best invention. I go, you can upload everybody's phone number into this system. Okay, like one button click. I'm talking like import. You know how like, you know, you, you, you upload your, your PDF to your school teacher, your professor. He's like, yeah, it's like, just like that. You take your Excel sheet of the, of the numbers, you upload and then boom. And you record one message. You say, hey, this is Trey. Um, I'm new to the company, right? I'm your new, uh, you know, sales manager at XYZ company. And I was wanting to know if I could come in this week or maybe next week. Uh, call me back. And I said, dude, just record that one message and it'll send, it'll, it'll put that voicemail in everybody's inbox and they'll think that you called them. And I said, you got how many people in the database? He goes, 2,000. I said, you're going to call 2,000 people in under like 10 minutes. And then, and then by the time it's like 8.35 in the morning, <laughs> you're good to go. Like you've done all the work for the day. Like they think this is going to take weeks. You're going to do it in like 10 minutes. He goes, that is insanity. I said, welcome to 2021, my friend. And I said, I know, no one knows about this. And he's, he's on track to be the number one sales guy in his, in his uh, company. And he's, and he's three months in. He's three, he, just, he just started in three months oh, because he's oh. using, utilizing tools like that to mass email, mass text, and mass voicemail because co- the corporate world hasn't seen that yet, right? They don't yeah. know how that all works and that that can be done. And so the sales guys that know about this, right, which is really, really few uh, because they don't really blend into our worlds very often. But when they do, yeah. like I poke that world, which I did yeah. with him, like now it's like infiltrating that world and they don't know how to handle it, right? They're like, dude, our phones are ringing off the hook. What did you do, man? And he's like, yeah. I just made a few phone calls. I, I you know, I left <laughs> a few voicemails. I text a couple of them. Just, you know, just, just, just bring them in. Let my assistant, uh, you know, handle all the calls. And like, so you just imagine this scenario. You got like seven sales guys all in a room. Nobody's phone's ringing. And the new guy's phone won't stop ringing. 
right? <laughs> ring it, ding, ding, ring it. Like what? Like what? Yeah. What's going yeah. on? And so, of course, they're like, so what? What? How? Hmm? That you know, it's all about <laughs> systems. It's all about yeah. systems. So it's like taking these systems and and the opportunity that exists right now in your business and applying them because I'm telling you, in ten years. These corporate companies like AT&T, you know, yeah. MasterCard, Walmart.com, they're all going to figure it out. And well, of course, there'll be something else by that time. But right now, you got this availability, right? You got these, these things and these tools you can utilize for your business that they can't, they don't even know about yet. They're not even putting in, they're, they're still trying to figure out email, right? Let alone texting and, and uh, putting voicemails into, into people's inboxes. It's great. So basically, be willing to do what other people aren't. Yeah. Just right? know what's available to you. You know, yeah. like keep listening to podcasts like this. Keep, yeah. keep pressing play on the Kim Doyle show. Like, you know, where you're, where she's bringing you tools, bringing you, you know, things to do, bringing you great people to talk about. Like just keep listening to this podcast, get these ideas, write them down and then go implement one of them, you know, and yep. see if it moves the needle in your business. Like that's really all, all it comes down to. It does. Trey, I love you tons. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm going to put this on YouTube, share it, my group, the whole nine yards. Where is the best place for people to connect with you? I will share the, the death of brick and mortar, the group, so people can watch episode six is coming out in May, beginning of May. Five. 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 Episode, episode but five. But May 6th or Man, something. That, yeah, What's May 6th, episode five. Maybe we should have okay. planned that a little bit better. Five, five on five, but we did five, six, five, didn't we? Oh, well. That's all right. I'll do it. happen. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, you know, whatever, like our, our name's easy, you know, Trey Llewellyn or, uh, the best is like, you know, we're always looking for people, you know, we're looking for companies that are looking to move the needle in the business and, um, they can book a call with us. So it's just talk to trade.com and, um, you know, the spelling oh, oh, wrong way. There you go. Yeah. Boop. Uh, <laughs> insert, insert, insert logo. But I mean, that's the thing, man, is as in the, the day, like look for mentors, listen to podcasts, read books, educate yourself and implement like. Yeah. You can, you know, you, you can read 10 books on how to swim, but before you jump in the pool, you don't know what's going on. Yep. Right. So you got to You got to do it. You got to do what you got to do. And like, I know you're a big mentorship kind of person. I'm a big mentorship mm-hmm. and it's just, it's, you're paying money to speed up the process and, yeah. you know, just, just input, input knowledge in here by exchange of dollars, which is, you know, like made up anyways. So just keep, keep doing that. Keep growing, keep expanding. And don't forget the value of just the experience as well. I, I think any mentorship or any coach or any group I've ever been in, you cannot put a price tag on those relationships and friendships just like this. I mean, yeah. you have no idea where it'll take you. You never know. You never know. Never Here know. we are. <laughs> Here we are. All right. I'm going to stop recording. Hang on. I have one more thing to tell you. You guys, I will have all the links in the show notes. Thanks for watching, listening, and all we'll right. catch you next time. Thanks, all right. Trey. Can we say bye to the death of brick and mortar too? These guys were watching them too. Yes. Yes. I'm so guys. sorry. Thanks, guys. <laughs> How awesome was that? I mean, holy nuggets. So again, if you want to check out more about what Trey is doing, go to Facebook. His Facebook group is The Death of Brick and Mortar. And that uh, next episode is dropping, I believe it's May 6th this week. So as always, guys, thanks for listening. If you've not left a review, I would love it. Just go to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all the places, leave a review. And until next time, have a fantastic day.